Hello, everybody. Just a very quick one about Instagram. If you're on it, Meta, the parent company, is reducing the number of political posts visible to users on their feed. This is a real thing, not a hoax. So go to your Instagram profile, tap the three horizontal lines in the top right corner to open the settings tab, scroll down to what you see, click on content preferences, open political content, and turn on don't limit political content. That's an option. Otherwise, you won't see almost anything we post because we are deemed political. Please do that now or you won't even see the posts about our shows, our fun things. So if you want to see Guilty Feminist content and know when we're coming to a place near you, releasing a new podcast, do it now. I'm a feminist, but backstage, when I was drunk, (laughs) I said categorically, the dream is owning a dress that you look good sitting down in and standing up in. <laughs> I don't own such a dress. I look good in standing up in some of them, sitting down in others of them. There isn't, there isn't a compromise dress for me. And by good, of course, I do mean neutral because I'm body neutral. And I don't judge myself cosmetically ever because I'm a feminist. <laughs> I don't analyse pictures of myself. Pictures of myself are neutral to me. I'm just a woman battling the patriarchy in every shot. (laughs) Every picture, that's what I see, a woman battling the patriarchy. I don't see hips, I don't see a bum, I don't see a waist, I don't see tits. I do not see any change in my face as the years go by. (laughs) I see a woman battling the patriarchy. I see a feminist. (laughs) I feel like we should just see this through for an hour and a half. It's just an idea. Hannah, oh, Taylor, yeah, go for it. I'm a feminist, but when I get lost in London, which is weekly, I pretend I'm a jet-lagged American tourist, (laughs) (laughs) and I ask hot guys for directions. (laughs) There's really not as much to unpack compared to Deborah's, (laughs) but I feel a lot fucking better, so... (laughs) I can go one worse, so uh, I'm a feminist, but uh, if I was ever to get married, um, I would take my husband's name immediately if it made my name funnier. <laughs> so uh, if there's a Steve Banana in the room, I would very much like to be known as Hannah Banana. That works for me. And also, uh, if I didn't actually change the pronunciation of the word, I would also go by, ooh, Hannah Banana. <laughs> Thank you. Go on, Katie. I'm a feminist, but I think I have internalised so much misogyny that I am not 100% sure how I really feel about Monica Lewinsky. (laughs) They've turned. (laughs) I've got a lighter one than that. I could do a different one. Go on, do a lighter one. (laughs) Whenever Katie gets drunk, she's always like, she just goes and she's just like, Monica Lewinsky! (laughs) That's her turning no, point. It was not her fault. It was his fault. I mean... <laughs> she, in some ways, was not feminist for sleeping with someone else's husband, but at the same time, he was the president. <laughs> Do you like it, one, Carl? I'm a feminist, but... 
I once got my hair done and liked it so much that I felt a rush of love for my hairdresser on a par with the rush of love I felt for the anaesthetist that gave me my epidural <laughs> when I was in labour with my first child. Yes. <laughs> that is love, I can tell you. That's, firsthand. That's understandable. <laughs> I'm a feminist, but the other day at breakfast, my teenage daughter said, it doesn't matter when I'm older if I fall in love with someone and he doesn't have a job because I'll have a job and I'll be able to support him. And I was like, are you high? <laughs> I was like, have you learned nothing from me? And I was like, go to your room and think about what you've just said. I'm a feminist, but yesterday at the Guilty Thomas crossover podcast season, of which this episode is a part, I did an episode with Richard Herring. Uh, it was a combination of Guilty Feminist and Richard Herring's Less Square Theatre podcast. And at the end of it, I said, you should come back tomorrow because I'm doing drunk... Guilty from a solving crime with Richard's wife. And he said, I prefer to think of myself as Katie's husband. <laughs> and I realised I'd advertised Katie as Richard's wife. And I thought, I'll just let that go. Pretend it never happened. And then today someone tweeted it. And they said, I'm coming to this. Deborah's won me round because I want to see Richard Herring's wife. She wrote in jaunty, inverted commas. Could you just cheer if that was you? It was a man. Oh, it was a man giving me sass. You know, can I just jump in? I didn't know you were Richard's wife. Dude, he lucked out. <laughs> he's, he may be. He genuinely he, He's is. widely seen as punching above his weight. Yeah, he lucked out. I mean, he's a very funny man. <laughs> he is, but I mean, hello. Yeah. No, no. no he, he's sexy. There's no question he's sexy. Which I probably shouldn't say to his wife. What but... are you saying? You just said Monica Lewinsky wasn't feminist. Can we? Okay, let's move to the next thing. Now. No, Richard How is very Prosecco sexy. He's very sexy, but it is clear <laughs> that he is punching above his weight. Yes, he knows that. He knows that. If he listens to this, which he won't, will he? Oh, I think he will. Oh shit! <laughs> if someone tells him we mentioned him, yeah, he'll listen. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Rich, you're very sexy, and you're punching above your weight with Katie. Sustained. <laughs> Anyone else got one? Please have one, please. I mean, I'd fuck any of your husbands. So. <laughs> Is that not what I'm oh. doing? Oh. <laughs> I've made this way too awkward. <laughs> I'm a feminist, but wow. I want to get Deborah even drunker. It's <laughs> <laughs> the premise of the show. This is the late night guilty feminist lock-in. <laughs> this got so interesting so quickly. <laughs> Wow. Oh, fuck, I'm a feminist, but I genuinely fear that some of the less feminist things I think I'm going to say. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> because I am drunk. This is why I only drink with my friends who understand the real me. <laughs> you don't know the real me, and you may judge me. <laughs> they got me drunk really quickly, and I've done six shows. This is my sixth show. Can someone else say something? Someone else say something! Okay. Um, sometimes the show is more of an intervention. <laughs> It'll be handled very much like a regular show. Uh, but some of your friends may be coming up to the stage just to 
Say a few things. I'm not a drinker. This is why this is a problem. <laughs> Deb, don't one, talk. I drink one or two. It's a fucking podcast. You can't say don't talk. I drink one or two drinks. Everyone else is keeping on drinking, and I'm just like, eh, I'm not Can, that bothered by drink. I'm bothered by ice cream. I'm not bothered by drink. Can I reverently mock the moment that I put the Prosecco in your hand? Because it was really cute. Because she'd just come off stage. Like, this woman's a machine. She's just done a show. And I was like, Deborah, is it too soon? And she went, no. And took the drink. She said, but I shouldn't drink wine because I get drunker on wine and I think I'm going to stick to cocktails. <laughs> like, mid-sentence, cocktails. Everyone I, I was like, do you take it away? Like, right. I didn't want to yank it out of Everyone your hand. Everyone knows I drink vodka soda with a little dash of cranberry. Sometimes known as the Rose Kennedy, because that's what she drank. Sometimes known as the Pony, because that's what a man in a bar once seduced me and my biological sister and said it was, even though it wasn't. And that's what... I'm trying to change the name of that cocktail to a guilty feminist. It's not sticking yet, but it will. I'm a feminist, but... Oh, this one might be mean. (laughs) We're going to do it. I'm a feminist, but when I pass a woman who has too much face highlighter on, my brain can't help but go, oil can. Oil can? Like the Tin Man from The Wizard of Oz. Is that what it looks like to you? There are some people that put so much on, and I think they put it in dim light at home and think I'm just highlighting my best features, and they are, because your best feature is your whole face. But wow. So nice and feminist of you. Yeah, no. That is the ultimate guilty feminist feeling. But you want to tell them because you want them to love themselves, and you also want them to say, hey, your face is your best feature. Yeah. So beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> Has anyone else got any more? Uh, I'm a feminist, but I'm using my platform on The Guilty Feminist to talk about marrying other men and inviting my boyfriend so he'll fucking propose at some point. (laughs) (laughs) Is Hannah's boyfriend here? Hannah's boyfriend, are you in? Toby Banana, please stand up. (laughs) Toby Banana. I'm joking, I just want you all to go like, I'd fuck your husband, Hannah. That would be nice. (laughs) Who hasn't fucked a banana? (laughs) Also, I'm pretty sure. What is happening? I don't know. Drunk women. Drunk women solving crime. Drunk women. Now it's time for drunk women solving crime. Everyone's going to introduce themselves. Uh, because this is the Guilty Feminist Meets Drunk Women Solving Crime! <laughs> Hannah, please introduce yourself. Uh, hello, I'm Hannah George. I'm a drunk woman. <laughs> Taylor, please introduce yourself. Hi, I like that you've teed that up. That's very slick. I'm Taylor Glenn, and I'm also a drunk woman. <laughs> I'm Deborah Francois. I'm a drunk Guilty Feminist. <laughs> Katie, please introduce yourself. I'm Katie Wilkins, and I'm a drunk woman and feminist. Oh, also. well played, well played. Oh, a feminist yes. wouldn't throw her friends under the bus. Right. Too late, too late. The bus has trampled over the top of you. Sindhu V. Hi, I'm Sindhu and I uh, am drunk. Um, <laughs> and yeah, and I'm also a guilty feminist. Yeah. So Sindhu's the guest. Sindhu was a regular co-host on The Guilty Feminist, as many of you will know. 
Oh, but it's the first time you've done drunk women solving crime? Absolutely. And also, I should say, I love crimes. So <laughs> I'm so excited about this. You have no idea. She really loves a crime. I do. So first of all, could you just give us a cheer if you listen to Guilty Feminist? <laughs> give us a cheer if you listen to Drunk Women Solving Crime. <laughs> give us a cheer if you listen to only one of those. <laughs> give us a cheer if you only listen to Drunk Women Solving Crime. That's awkward. That sounded Hello, like a boo. man. Like you hate that listen. may very well also be my boyfriend, which is embarrassing. <laughs> we did Richard Herring's Leicester Square Theatre podcast crossover, and we found only one man who listened to Richard and not the Guilty Feminist, and he was a man called James with a beard who was in IT, which Richard claimed was his exact demographic. But then we found three Jameses, all with beards, all who worked in IT, in the audience, um, which we found fascinating. Uh, is there someone who believes themselves to be the archetypal drunk woman solving crime who doesn't listen to the Girls Feminist? Anyone? Yes, what's your name? I'm Laura. Laura, so you don't listen to the Girls Feminist, you're a drunk woman solving crime. I am. And uh, what do you do for a living? Um, I work in market research. Oh, that makes sense. Because yeah. <laughs> you're researching how things happen, yeah, like crimes. Yeah. You're a researcher. So you're, you're forensic, would you say? Uh, no, but I mean like forensic in your attention to detail. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I didn't mean, are you in forensic market research? <laughs> do, you, do you research how dead bodies are best decapitated? <laughs> and, yeah. I don't mean, are you Quincy? That's a joke for the older people. Quincy MD, who, just cheer if you remember Quincy. Just, just cheer if you don't know what we're talking about. Yay. Those same people have just been agreeing with and liking think pieces about friends and how it's like, oh, it's two 90s for us. We were children in the 90s. We don't... We, oh. <laughs> friends is all we fucking had before we had think pieces about friends. We didn't have the I, internet then. When friends began, we didn't have the internet. I was a nanny. I was on my gap year. I loved friends. Yeah, right? It was I good. Loved friends. And people were like, well, but friends are all about white people. I'm like, Yes. <laughs> I mean, I didn't, I didn't see friends and think, oh, I wonder when I would live in a flat, blah, blah, blah. I was like, these are some white people making poor decisions out in the West somewhere. I don't know why I have... You know, I never did that identification thing. I, and I mean, right from the beginning, I was like, why does Ross even like Rachel? She's a bitch. Like, right from the beginning... I am interested in your think piece on friends only. Yeah, well, but I mean, and, and now everyone's like, oh, friends this and friends that. And I'm like, you know, stop it. Cindy <laughs> V speaks sense. It was never meant to be a guide for life. It was about when it wasn't your day, your week, your month, or even your year. That's the, that was the fucking point of it. Yeah. Wasn't. That's when he's stuck in second gear. <laughs> hasn't been. Hasn't. I am drunk. <laughs> Someone needs to take the reins. Oh, am I doing stand-up now? Yeah, I think oh, you should But I heard there was a drinks crawly coming. Does that come before? No, that I comes after. That's after. I don't okay. worry. All right. Shall I do a stand-up? Yeah. Oh, so this is... Hold on. I have to say, this is The Guilty Feminist, the podcast in which we explore our noble roles <laughs> as 21st century feminists <laughs> and our hypocrisy and insecurities, which... Thank you. Now, what does drunk feminists, drunk, guilt, drunk women solving crime do? 
Tell us the pitch. We change lives with our drinking and we'll never stop as long as crime keeps happening. Right, okay, so they solve crimes while drunk. Now, Cindy V, you have some stand-up about crimes you've committed, right? One crime. Okay. <laughs> or a crime that has been committed to you. I don't know. Yes. Please welcome to the stage, the incredible Cindy V! <laughs> So, when they told me to do stand-up about crime, I was like, oh, gosh. But this is something that's going to go in my new show. So this is getting recorded, right? And it's going to go out? Yeah. Well, that's fine. Then it's, this is going to be the first time it goes out. Okay, it's so go we will second... lure people in to see your live show. Yeah, with this. Okay, okay so, so the is... whole show is, like, longer than an hour, so it's still worth going to see. This is yeah. a taster. Yeah, but the, this show will be next year, so, you know, whatever. Anyway, look, let's just get through this. <laughs> let's just get through this. All right, so here's the thing. I, um, I love horror movies. Who here likes horror movies? Yeah! Love horror movies, but will not go to see one alone. I'm not stupid, they're scary. <laughs> so, you know, if you like a horror movie, you know what you need. You need someone whose hand you can take and watch the movie like this, right? Because the law of horror movies is if you watch it through a small space, <laughs> it's not that scary, am I right? <laughs> yes, and it has to be someone else's hand. You know, you have to have someone with you. So I wanted to see this movie called It. Yes? Yeah, It's so scary. For those of you who haven't seen it but intend to see it, A, why are you so fucking late to the party? But also, it's got a clown in it. Spoiler alert. So I wanted to go. Now, my husband has never, ever, ever agreed to go to a horror movie with me. Back when we started dating and there was definitely a blowjob in it for him, he would say no. That's how much he hates horror movies. We've been married 21 years. There's no fucking blowjob in it for him now. So I don't even ask him. My teenage son, who's the right age for these movies, I don't know if he, I don't think he likes them, but I don't know because I can't understand what the child says. You know, the other day I, I took him to Latitude Festival with me and he was telling his friend, mate, I am so lit to be gassed or gassed to be lit. I was like, are you doing drugs? <laughs> And he was like, no, I'm just happy, bro. I'm like, why don't you just say that? And by the way, not bro, mo, mo, mother. Anyway, so I don't even talk to him and he's never around, I don't know where he is. Um, and then my youngest, she's very little, like small, like, I don't know, five, six, small child. So can't take her. But my middle kid, almost a teenager, loves horror movies because she's a smart girl. She's just about a teenager. And uh, this was, when the movie came out, she was almost there and I thought, She'll go. And I said to her, darling, would you like to go and see it? And she said, mama, I would love it. And I was like, great. And I was like, what are we going to do about how you look? <laughs> because she's, a, you know, like in 20 years, she'll be happy she looks so young. But right now, it doesn't help me at all. <laughs> so I was like, all right, fine. So I, I thought, you know what, we're going to make this work. So I zhuzhed up her hair, put some lipstick on her. We put socks in her sport, like... You know, one of those bandeau things. And I put hoop earrings in. I was like, stick out your chest, let's go. Um, now, the crime here is it is illegal, I think, to take an underage child to a movie they're not supposed to be at. I think that's how it works. So we went, and I was standing there, and I was just, I mean, I went and I thought, I'm going to play this straight. I'm going to pretend that I'm with someone who's 15, who looks eight but she's 15, and I'm just gonna buy the tickets. So I was like, popcorn, blah, blah. 
And I told her not to order, not to ask for Slurpees and all that shitty child stuff. I was like, order a cappuccino when we go in. Right? Like, be a grown-up. So I was like, and what do you want? And she said, cappuccino. I'm like, all right, one cappuccino, one card, da, da, and two tickets to eat. The woman behind the counter was like... <laughs> and she said to me, how old is she? And I was like, excuse me, this is my daughter. <laughs> Which is not an answer to the question at all. <laughs> and she said, yeah, but, and, and, and I said, I'm sorry, what are you suggesting? Are you suggest, and while I was still giving her all of this, she said, does she have ID? I'm like, oh my God, what kind of mother brings her children out with ID? And I said to her, let me ask you this. Are you suggesting that I'd be the kind of irresponsible parent who would bring an underage child to a film like this? Which is, by the way, exactly what I was. And I said, well, you know what? I resent that. I resent that a lot. And then I looked at her and I said, you know, because here's the thing. Is this about the fact of, like, I'm... <laughs> because I will use racism if it helps me. <laughs> now, I was so excited by my racist card that I didn't really pay attention. This woman was black. <laughs> she gave zero fucks. Zero. Zero. She was just like, bring it, bitch, I don't care. <laughs> And so I thought, oh my God, so I pulled out all, I pulled out big, big arguments. I was like, you know, this is the problem these days. The state is intervening with everything. And then I started throwing out statistics about teenage pregnancy. And I was like, oh, and you know what? Boris Johnson got Petronella Wyatt pregnant. What do you think about that? And she had an abortion. And then I was like, oh, in 1972, India went to war with Pakistan over Bangladesh. Like just throwing random facts at this woman. And in the middle of my rant, she turned to my daughter and she said, what's your date of birth? I didn't even look at my kid, but in my head I was like, do not fuck this up. <laughs> because first of all, I don't know what's gonna happen. Am I going to jail? <laughs> this is a crime, am I going to jail? But second of all, if you fuck this up, it is because you are not good at math. <laughs> I'm Indian, I would rather die. <laughs> I would rather die than have you shame me like this. <laughs> And to her great credit, my daughter blurted out her brother's date of birth. I know, smart girl. And I was not gonna leave this. I was like, how dare you question my child without my consent? We are not in a court of law, but anyway. And this woman, I wore her down, she sold me two tickets. And I, exactly, right? Yay for crime. Um, <laughs> I grabbed my popcorn, she grabbed her cappuccino, and I was like, <laughs> went into the film. We're in the middle of this movie that I hear my daughter, I've got her hand. And then I hear my daughter sobbing. No, no, stop that, stop, stop it. You don't know the end of the story, she's sobbing. I have been paying no attention to the body that's attached to this hand, so she's sobbing, so I'm like, oh no, maybe this movie is too scary for her, so I'm like, why are you crying? Are you scared? She said, no, mama, I'm not scared. I said, then why are you crying? She said, mama, because we lied. Oh. No, stop, 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 stop. I was like, what? <laughs> but we got into the movie. And she said, I know, mama, but 
you always taught us not to lie. And I was like, no, I taught you not to lie to me. Did you think you were not, how did you think you're not supposed to lie to anyone? Do you want to grow up to be a loser? And I was like, stop, give me your hand. Because that's how I think you need to teach kids about, you know, how not to be losers. Anyway, that's me, thank you so much. Now, Taylor, this is where the drunk guilty feminist uh, solving crime bit comes in. We've got to solve yes. crime now. Sindhu has admitted to a crime. I have. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Have. And please don't sit outside. Like, I don't want social services to come find me. <laughs> I, as an Indian mother, I have lived in dread of social services knocking on my door since I had a child. So <laughs> I don't need it over the fucking movie. But I mean, I find Thank it so you. odd because when I was growing up, I don't know how many of you had this, but like I'd be out with my mother and she would start talking to some friend we'd met in the market and my mother would clearly be lying. I knew that. You know, like this woman would be like, I came over on Tuesday, you weren't home. Whereas I had told her my mother's not home because my mother's watching a TV show, she didn't want to meet this woman. But we just knew and then like we had to keep up with the conversation in case we were asked something like, oh yes, I'm adopted. Like whatever the fuck you had to say. And somehow we just knew that sometimes you have to lie and sometimes you don't have to lie and you sh must never lie to your parents. These kids, I don't know, it must be because they're half white. I'm sure it's that. <laughs> they just don't get it. They're like, oh, these are rules. And I'm like, no, 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 no. There's rules for out there and there's rules for I me. Think it's generational. I think it's generational. Ever since Friends went off the air, things have That's gone the, down. That is the reason. These that children the are reason. unsophisticated. They do not understand about this. No, and I mean, they're also earnest. They are so honest, this generation. My, my kid said to me that she has pimples, and I was like, what do you do something about this? And, uh, and she said, no, well, you know, I accept myself the way I am, body positivity. I'm like, A, this is not on your body. And B, we are suffering. I have to okay. look at this. We have now to part two roads diverge into a wood. Sorry, and sorry. I, I took the one more feminist. I divorce myself from Cindy V and anything she's ever said. No, but it's, look, it's not, I mean, I do want her to accept herself, but after she's used Neutrogena on her face. <laughs> just Taylor. Yes. You have to present a crime to us. I Another do. Now, we're doing two teams, right? We are, so I was going to suggest okay, so we that we shift. Uh, shuffle up. Okay, yeah, so I go in the middle. And, Katie, um, I'm going to shift with you because I'm on her team. Yeah, because I'm on come Cinder's on. team. Katie, what, you, know you what, swap places with me. I feel we should come, come up with a team name. The Cindy and Deb. Deb like do. Deb do. Deb do. Deb do. So our team name is Deb do. What's your Deb team do. name? Ooh. Will Corge. <laughs> Sounds like a terrible orgy, doesn't it? A Will Corge. <laughs> yeah. Kind of What's your name? Already. Why no, is I it called that? Oh. We should be goddess. Goddess. Will Corge. Why are you Will Corge? Because she's Wilkins and I'm George. Oh, I see. Let's see. <laughs> Let's see which initials would sound like a better Law and Order episode, shall we? Law and Order DFWSV. Ooh. Oh, yeah. pretty good. You've got special victims without the special unit. Victims. Or Law and Order HGCW. No, no. Us, 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 us. DFWSV. Okay. Yeah, exactly. We're like 
Deborah Francis White Special Victims Unit. <laughs> What's there not to like? Special victims, not even the unit. Yeah, no unit available, budget cuts. Okay, let's do this shit. <laughs> Guys, normally... Oh, oh, is there a Trini trolley? Send in the drinks trolley. Woo! Drinks, trolley, drinks, trolley, drinks, trolley, drinks, trolley. Oh, there really is one. Trolley, 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 I'm Deborah, not you drink vodka when we did our episode together. It mm. still gets you drunk. Mm. <laughs> not in fair. the same way. We invented a drink called Vojitos. We did. And it's not what you think. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's vodka mojitos. It's exactly what you think. <laughs> I thought we meant vagina mojito. I was on a different page. <laughs> Way. We were promised a drinks trolley and we got one, which is awesome. But I was picturing one with like lattice work. <laughs> Do you want a drink? It kind of looks like bodies should be laid out on that, like from the mortuary. That much. We have a drink. Now, normally we wouldn't start the true crime portion of this with a thank you, but I would like to start with a thank you. Deborah Francis White, thank you very much for having us on this crossover season. Again, you're a machine. This is your sixth. Uh, I thought you were running for a hug, but no, alcohol. I was like, Hannah's gonna hug. No, she got the booze. No, seriously, I just wanted to say thank you because we're honored to be a part of your crossover season. I think we are definitely the youngest podcast to have been invited to do it. Our one-year anniversary is just next week. So it's been... Um, been a super crazy year. We can't wait, wait to end up in the Priory, but um, we appreciate your support so much, and it means a lot. So thank you very much, Deborah. Yeah. It's an it's an honor to have you. I have to do another quick thank you to a company called Princess Prosecco, and they've donated all the Prosecco for the evening. I know that the drinks trolley looks sparse. We started with five bottles or six <laughs> bottles. I don't know where they've gone. We'll be reporting it to the authorities. Um, I would like to thank this company. They're very cool. They are an independent, female-owned business, and they offer organic, vegan, and gluten-free Prosecco. Woohoo! Did Piers Morgan's head just explode? Yes. <laughs> it's hard to fit so many fucking trigger words into one sentence, but we've done it. No, I, I, right, we always start drunk women solving crime by pairing an alcohol word with a crime word. So here for drunk, guilty feminist solving crime, I've brought you this. This is where... Death in the afternoon meets death row. Ooh. This is where a mind eraser meets of sound mind. And this is where a corpse reviver meets corpus delicti. Oh it's hard to tell which one the drink is. It really is. Are some of those drinks? Yeah, the first ones are all drinks. I'd rather drink corpus delicti than a corpse reviver, but that's just me. It's a true crime podcast with a twist of oh, lime. <laughs> Let's do this. Very good. Thank you. Can I just ask, mm. does anyone have any food? Yeah, I'm so hungry. Because <laughs> I am suddenly so hungry. Crumbs. And Sindhu was like, do you have any more biscuits? Because I brought out some digestives from backstage. I mean, I'm licking plastic. What do you have? I was going to ask you if you had food. Oh, no. damn. 
Well, I mean, do I look like I'm licking plastic? Do I look like I have food? Does anyone have food? I do have, like, if it helps, I do have two muffins in my bag. Muffins? Anything. Because I'm a legend. Well, yeah. it's not even a muffin, it's a Oh, popcorn. great, someone's got some. Someone's got some. That's gone. You've got a cupcake in your bag? Yeah, because we were going to do a video Honestly, for our first birthday. This is Did you bring it number. on stage? No. Oh. Yes. <laughs> what is this? Oh, wow. Oh, dude. Amazing. Oh, I'm sorry, but did Deborah, did Deborah and Cindy have a joint when we weren't looking? Because this feels very different. Thank you. Who, did that who person really want to oh give a God. whole box of those to that guy? Uh, can you raise your hand if you just gave us these snacks? Hi. And the like other hand more. if you're diabetic and we should maybe <laughs> throw them back. I'm sorry that you've suffered a theft this evening. <laughs> oh, my God. If we can be of service later, let us know and we'll track these bitches down. Okay. <laughs> Here's the case, guys, because we're on the clock. Um, because we have not just one but two detectives, we have split into teams. We don't normally keep score, but what's more feminist than pitting some women against each other on stage? <laughs> Uh, so we're going to make this a bit of a competition. I am the only one with the details of this case. It's more of a quiz than solving a crime, but you will see how it works. I'm going to ask these questions. We have a lot to get through. I will give points for basically correct answers, the closest to the truth, and also for good jokes. So, you know, entertain okay. me. Our case involves the head of one of the most notorious criminal gangs in U.S. history. First question, was this a man or a woman? Man. Al Capone. <laughs> I like the lack of hesitation. This is why we've brought some extra people on the force. Any advance on that, ladies, over here? I'm going to say women to be different. Okay. Just to be different. I'll second that. Okay. Oh God, sorry, are we supposed to confer? No. No, no, no. We don't have time to confer. Just look into each other's eyes and you'll know that you agree. It might be a feminist thing. It might, she might have planned a feminist thing, so I don't know. But maybe you say woman, but I think man Al Capone. No, no, I'm... Hey, there's no I in team. Al Capone. <laughs> we think Alice Capone. Good. <laughs> there is no I in team, but there is in win. So it is a woman. Whoa! I'm so sorry, Cindy. I've let you down no, no, and I've no. let the whole school down, but I will make it up to you. You have not let anyone down. I will uh, Speak for yourself. <laughs> Tension on the force. I'm just going to make a note of that. Okay. Born Arizona Clark, but best known as Ma Barker. She wasn't just the leader of the gang, guys. She was their mother. Oh, like Ma Baker from the... Um, the song. Ma Baker. Yes. Ma, Ma, Ma Baker. That song was written about her, oh, and so it made her life all on. worth it. Yeah. The same band that did... Boney M. Yes. Yeah, well done. That did Rasputin. Yeah, they sang a lot of biopic songs. I'm going to give you... I'm going to give you a little point just for the reference. That wasn't technically a question. Good. Yeah, it wasn't technically a question, but we still got the right answer. I'm so. going to give you a point for questioning me. I shouldn't <laughs> be in the power role. No, I that's really not shouldn't. fair because we got the right answer. Oh, my gosh. Ma Baker, ma, 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 ma Baker. <laughs> so Ma Barker was the mother it's of Baker. the criminal. It's Baker, definitely Baker. It's not no, Barker. That's, the song was changed, but it was Ma Barker. Okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take that point away. Oh, no! I'm so over correction. Sorry, I'm so sorry. I feel like your child now, and I'm in the middle of a maths exam. No, no, no. No, no. Here's a code. When we got to move that, on. Oh. Crime just got maternal. Okay, question, guys. Where was Ma Barker born? Chicago. I'm going to give you. 
Arizona? Oh, that's a very good guess. I'm going to give you a hint, because there's at least, like, what, 20 states in the U.S.? Um, and I don't just want the state. I would like the region where she was born. Give don't worry. Give us the hint. What's the hint? There's a hefty hint. This is an American crime drama series starring my soulmate, Jason Bateman. Ozark. 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 <gasps> Where's Ozark? Do we get one at the same time? So Ozark. That was at the same time, guys. You both get the point. Ozark. Ozark? No, I ah. said it first. <laughs> I mean, I have Ozark? to say... Ozark? Is it Ozark? <laughs> Ozark, that's the show. I don't know where it's set. Ozark, my... Tennessee. She was no. born in the Ozarks. You're both correct. They're Who knew Ozarks. that putting women together, like competing with alcohol, was going to cause a fight? I didn't see this. <laughs> I didn't see this coming. The people have paid for a fight. Well, Let's very... give them a fight. <laughs> I think they got a very good deal. So she was born in the Ozarks in Missouri, not far from Springfield, where Anheuser Busch, St. Louis, Missouri. What's that? Nothing. <laughs> Not far from Springfield, where The Simpsons are set. Where The Simpsons are from, yeah. Question, what year was she born? I'm going to give you a hint on this. As a young child, she often saw Jesse James riding by on his horse. 1889. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Is that right? Is that right? No, I'm just writing it it down because I wrote point to whoever's closest. And at first, I thought that meant... Like point to Katie and Deborah because they're closest, but it means give a point to whoever's closest. Yeah. Well, how about yeah? I mean, eighteen hundred. At the height of her infamy, she crimed. Yes, it's a verb. Alongside uh, Bonnie and Clyde and John Dillinger. Ooh. Oh wait. Oh yeah. So yeah, nine, she was born in um, eighteen ninety nine. Late eighteen hundred. Okay. The closest is Deborah. She was born in eighteen seventy two slash seventy three. Yeah. Depending mama on your baker. source. Mama, mama, baby so point to whoever's closest. <laughs> okay, detectives, let's profile. Profiling is a fancy police word for stereotyping and sometimes racism. <laughs> what type of upbringing do you think Ma Barker had? So what kind of family life did she have? What was her quality of life? Would her house have been featured on Grand Designs? Talk her mother yourselves. was a young mother. Okay. Very young mother. Interesting. Single mother. Okay. Lots of kids. Okay. And she herself had to... Well, we don't know what, whether she had lots or not, but she certainly had her when she was very young. And she may have had other kids later, Okay, but she had her when she was very young. But it was before birth control, so probably Shh. lots. Shh. Let's just let her give her the point. For the, let her give us a point first. Okay. <laughs> Do we get a point for that? Well, I need to hear from the, uh, the other team maybe, first. Maybe there was trauma, like a death in the family or oh, something. Oh, interesting. And I've watched Ozark, and there is quite a lot of death in that, isn't there? Okay. In the actual Jason Bateman one. Do we think that she was wealthy? Do we think that they were poor? <laughs> Do you think I have a chance with Jason Bateman? <laughs> like, if we met and I... He is hot. He's, I just I, I like his manners. So I like everything about him. I love him so much. I love him so much too. <laughs> Let's go to LA together and we'll just get him. Yeah, I know. That, I mean, that is how, a crime. I mean, how can he deny both of us? He'll be like hashtag reverse me too. Hashtag hashtag not. <laughs> no, but I mean, we're not going to do not. That not was an accident. Funny enough, but I mean, we're not. My nickname, do... my nickname in university was Hashbag. No, so. oh, I thought, I thought, I thought your nickname in university was Jason. Um, but no, but we, we're not going to meet to him. We're just going to be like, hey, Jason, both of us. What do you think? I mean, he's going to say yes. Yeah, 
ask for his consent. I obviously. know. We're going to ask him first. Like, Okay, I'll talk to you later because I have some miles. CK did. I have some <laughs> miles on BA and they are burning a hole in my husband's BA membership pocket. Um, this okay. is the guilty feminist. Guys, I think... Well, I feel we guilty. I'm going to say he's... Miles here. They're, they're oh. wealthy... To go against stereotype. Oh, Katie, I just gave you a point. Now I have to take it away. Oh, you guys, I... fuck's sake. <laughs> it does fall slightly <laughs> on a stereotype. Um, one source said, she's what we would today describe as trailer trash. And I thought, would, would we? <laughs> That's pretty bold. Like, if People it ain't woke, don't Did she have it? a young mom? Did she have a young mom and an unwed mother kind of scenario? It kind of was, Cindy. You, you were very... Did, did the kids. mother have other children? Yes, she did. Thank you. Yes, yes. she did. <laughs> yes. She um, had many kids. They were very Many poor. kids, did I say this? I, I said know, this. you did. Mm-hmm. And I supported you, but... You did not. You, I did you, No, you, I supported you, you, tried you but... tried to shut was, me down. No, I didn't. I just said... <laughs> well, I the point let first. her give one point and then... We, but it turns out they were both right, right? Yeah, they were both right, but they're just fighting. No, we are on the right, both right team. Yeah, we are. Look at us. It's good. I'm just pissed off that you ruined my if it ain't woke, don't fix it joke, but it's fine. I've let it go. (laughs) Yeah, I got two laughs, but I would have had the whole room. Anyway. (laughs) You know what? This show is always going to get violent. (laughs) Get on with the thing. What is the next thing? We want... want... Really? really? We want more points. They were very poor. They had no education. They lived in a mud house with a tin roof. Rusted. One point for me. <laughs> also, Listen was she, was she in how... any way abused by one of her uh, mother's not lovers funny, or not funny. No, no, funny. no. I think that's part of the profile. Yeah, no, there were, I, I don't know about abuse, but it's so interesting how women are written up in history because here is a line from a credible source that I found. I will not throw them under the bus because I can't remember what it was. But <laughs> it said Clark was a, her born name was Clark just to bring you back, because that was like eight hours ago. Um, <laughs> Clark was a headstrong girl with dark, penetrating eyes and a nasty temper. So I was like, ooh, they're going to substantiate that, right? And then it just said, along with her siblings, she attended church regularly <laughs> and spent her free time singing and playing the fiddle. <laughs> what a cunt. <laughs> yeah. But guys, this is interesting stuff because during this time, we're a couple decades post-Civil War and Missouri was an interesting... Fuck, alcohol is tricky, isn't it? Hold on, let me drink more. (laughs) A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Missouri was an interesting state in that it had been claimed by both the Union and the Confederacy. So there was huge interstate conflict. During the war, post-war, the Reconstruction was a mess. So this is a, this is a state of outlaws. So what you need to know about Ma's upbringing is she grew up with an outlaw mentality. They idolized Jesse James. He's going by on his horse. He was that era's Jason Bateman. Yeah. <laughs> he was um, Jason Bateman on a horse. Yeah. <gasps> So I'm, coming, about that. I'm coming with you. This sounds amazing. <laughs> yeah. <Yes>. Road trip. <laughs> Wouldn't he have the best quips on the horse? He is Jason Bateman like even sarcastic. married? Because then you would do him. We know that. But I mean, <laughs> is he married? Jason Banana. <laughs> 
So, um, but enough about like the facts of history. Let's talk about how history loves to evaluate a woman's looks. Um, how was Ma described in the sources that I found? Ooh, was mm -hmm. it? I feel it's going to be unattractive because you've said the way she evaluates. So they haven't called her a hottie. Okay. There's something about your tone of voice that okay. they've said that she was like a, har a harridan or something. It was, they've described her unattractively. Okay. Older, not good. Okay. I would say that they would, uh, that not to ever disagree with my esteemed teammate, but I would say <laughs> that they've described her in a way that's kind of vampy. Like, you know, like where there are descriptions of women which are supposed to be describing their physical traits, but they say things like, sex maniac. And you're oh. like, how do you know that from their face? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, they, yeah, like, like, there's those words, and you're like, oh, I picture someone who is a sex maniac. Um, so you know what I mean? Like, that's hard. So I'm just saying, I think they probably added some of that, what we call in Hindi, Nymph masala. Nymphomania. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Spices. <laughs> okay, our team is going with unattractive Guys? nympho. Okay. <laughs> but spicy. Spicy, unattractive nympho. Which is also known as the UN. Okay, um, fun fact. I Guys, I read Vance on that. They said she was uppity. Uppity, interesting. Yeah. interesting. I think they just went like, full on, she's a fox. Like, because they want to sell this story and... I think that... Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, a lot of the times yeah. when we've done crimes and they're like, oh my God, she was this total babe. And then you see like a portrait or something, I guess, because we do historical crimes. Yeah. And you're like... It's never in between. <laughs> it's never in between. Yeah, you're like, bit too much face highlighter. And also if you're having... <laughs> um, I'm afraid the point is going to go to DFWSV because she was described as not much of a looker. <laughs> unattractive and then I thought oh here's somebody that at least they're being positive and it said pretty but then I read on it said pretty plump <laughs> yeah she's what Which we might describe pretty. today as a normal person uh, yeah so Ma gets married at age 19 phew <laughs> with those subpar looks I was nervous um, she marries George Barker, who's apparently pretty boring. I don't know how he looks, because no one seems to care. I was like, what does George look like? <laughs> it's irrelevant. He's a man. Yeah. All he, he looks... has to do is get out of bed, put his trousers on one leg at a time. But do you know what's so crazy about that is, I remember one time I said to my mom, well, my mom said to me after I had my first child, the baby was maybe like two weeks old, and my husband was coming home from work, as he did, and my mother said, your husband is coming home. Look at you. You are looking like beggar. Ah. Clean your face and wear some nice clothes because husband will come and if you don't keep looking like this, he will get a number two. And I was like, what's a number two? Like, he'll take a shit? I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. And she said, no, he will get a girlfriend because he will come home and say, oh, look at this ugly bitch. I better get a good-looking wife. And I was like, well, he doesn't look that great. He'd put on a lot of weight at that time. And I was like, he doesn't look that great. And my mother said, yes, but he's a man. And I was like, I hate that, mommy. And my mother said, fine, you can hate me, but it's okay. I love you because when he divorces you, you can come home to me. <laughs> it's so like in the minds of, yeah. it was like incredible. It, everything was about how I looked. Wow. Thankfully, my husband is European. So he's, you know, he was, he's Scandinavian. They're very, very liberal. Plus they have a thing about my skin color. So, hey. <laughs> Uh, I just want to say it's crazy to me when I hear that kind of stuff 
no one ever said, I have a cousin and I want to be nice, but I can't. <laughs> he has one functional eye. The other one just rotates around the room. And when he, he's six months younger than me, and when they were arranging his marriage, they never brought up the eye. But when they were trying to arrange my marriage, they would always bring up the fact that I had dark skin. And one day I said to my mother, what about Anil and his eye? And she said, it doesn't matter, he's a boy. Wow. I know, I've since checked with my sister-in-law. And I'm like, what do you think about the eye? She's like, yeah, he's a boy. <laughs> I hey, Deborah, to... do we really have that much time left? Yeah. That's okay, great. I've rush. put down my own clock because my own clock said I should speed up oh, a little bit left. more. Oh, she's left. Listeners, Deborah is opening another bottle. Okay, guys, um, it's hard to follow that up, but we will. Um, <laughs> She marries George Barker. He's boring. We don't know how he looks, but they go on to have the sons who will make up this criminal gang. How many sons, guys? How many sons? Four eight. sons. Eight. Can you decide? <laughs> we've said four and eight, so we, we're going to settle on six. Wait, they're six. a gang. They're a gang, right? They're a gang. Six. What, what is, what's your official answer? Six. You've, gone, you've met in the middle. They've met in the middle with six. <gasps> because we're team players. I like the idea it's just like an only don't child. Oh, right? it's a gang! But he's fucking badass. Like, here's this guy with these, like, guns and stuff. Yeah, it's one. All right, we're going, oh, we're going lower than six. Oh, man, that's... I have an only child, and I'm so worried she's going to turn out like that. Like, don't, <laughs> don't you see my friends? They're all around me. <laughs> we commit crimes. No, no, only children are... Only children are great. They always pick someone who loves them so much. Ask my husband. Ah, <laughs> oh, that's, that's nice. <laughs> I'm only laughing at your eyebrow because you raised it so well. But, but, no, but I the, love the thing with that. only children is they're able Thank to you, magnetize people who will go. just love them no matter what. This is veering off. But I'm just saying, if you're an only child with a partner, well done. If you're the partner, I'm sorry. I get it. <laughs> How many was there? Okay, yeah, we do have to hurry. Okay, guys, we're taking control. I, we said six. Within reason. What? Yeah, what's the answer? It, the answer is four. Oh, oh we win. No, we, no, we said less than six. Six is closer <laughs> to one. No, six is closer to four than one. Yeah. The, I seem to remember math. being very it's funny math. about an only child. <laughs> yeah. They had four sons, and I just can't help but think, like, what if she was just trying really hard for a girl? And she just kept having boys, and then she's like, well, go steal shit. <laughs> in birth order it was Herman Lloyd Arthur and Fred her Herman. favorite Herman Herman I know Herman's gonna come back up any minute uh, her favorite just FYI was baby Freddy of course it was little baby Freddy the sons <laughs> boo the, boo Fred the sons start committing crimes as early as 1910 when the eldest Herman is arrested for what crime guys I'm gonna give you a hint it's a very American Wild Westy kind Ooh, of. Oh, I was going to say pickpocketing. Is that not uh, holding up a stagecoach? Ooh, was it something like to do Jesse with Jesse James situation? <laughs> highwayman, highwayman. Hi, he's a highwayman. Okay, taking some cattle. <laughs> That's a good Wild West one. I like it. I'm going to need. Uh, you got very close to the expression. Is Cindy the closest? Rustling. Rustling, yeah. rustling highwayman. A rustling highwayman. High high women? <laughs> That's what you are, a high woman. That doesn't count. <laughs> uh, 
Highway rustling of cattle people. I mean, I'm literally Highway thief. I'm going to give you half a point. No, because it's a highwayman. Highway robbery. Highway robbery. Highway robbery. That's a highwayman. That's a fucking highwayman. I'm telling you, I'm from Australia. That's where the convicts go. That is what it is called. We call it a highwayman. That's what we call yeah, it in Australia. Nick that's Kelly. the thing. Good that's stuff. So Herman, <laughs> highway robbery. A highway robber is a highwayman. But here's what happens on his way off from this crime. Actually, this feels too dark to insert because we're all laughing. No, he runs somebody over while he's trying to get away. So it's They'd more be dead now by anyway. Wait, he's dead by now anyway. You know what? If you need to get away, you need to get away. No, They'd be okay. dead by now anyway. They'd be long dead. Okay. Um, how, how does Ma Barker react to this and her other son's increasingly <laughs> frequent crimes? What does Ma think about all this, guys? What's she's supportive because they are bringing stuff home for the purse. Okay. And she says, well done, boys. <laughs> I, I think... Ma, 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 Baker. Ma, 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 ma. For the listeners, Sindhu has glasses on. <laughs> They've swapped glasses. They've swapped. I, I think she says, if you wanted to do that, you should have come to me. Oh, Here's how we're going to do it. Interesting, interesting. Oh, so she like, becomes that agent immediately. Yeah. crime. I think she's proud of them and she says, well done. And this is the way of Jesse James. This is the way, you know, these are the people we are. Mm. Well done. Just be careful. Don't get caught. Mm. And take, yeah, and take, and, and take baby, baby Freddy with you. Here's his milk bottle. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, according to sources, she used her acting skills to play the distressed mother. Oh, oh my God. A she's a stooge in that she, scam. Yeah, what? she begs and she pleads for leniency that and she'll go to the jail to get them out. Um, but <laughs> selfie, selfie in progress. Right, yeah. um, for the listeners, those guys don't give a shit about this. <laughs> <laughs> Most sources think that Ma started helping them at this point because they're sort of kicking off the crime. So, Katie, I've given your team a point yes. for your speculative answer. Oh, we need it, because those guys are winning. They are winning. We are uh, our ass. Yeah. No big deal. <laughs> We're all people. <laughs> um, during a later robbery in 1927, Herman kills a police officer, oh, no. shooting him point blank in the face. Blue lives but matter. He, but he manages to avoid prosecution. Guys, how does he avoid prosecution? His mom makes up an alibi for him. Ooh, Very good guess. Yeah. Okay. His okay. mom says, it was my fault. I didn't raise no, him right. No, she says he was with me. He couldn't have been there. It wasn't him. It wasn't Herman. One of Herman those things. was over here with me making pancakes this morning. I mean, like some shit like that, you know? Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and it couldn't have been league, Herman. In that league, if, 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 he, if he is going down, she says, it's my fault. I will, I'll take better care of him. I'll be a better role model. But if she I'm, never admits no. that it was his fault. No, she covers admits. for him and I he has his mother's cover. I totally got the gist. She Guys. was like, if only... <laughs> HG and CW. No, like, if only I hadn't taken him to see that horror movie when he was... <laughs> that was what did it. That That's was very what good. did it. That's called a callback. I'm impressed. That was what did it. That <laughs> is very good. However, I think we get the point. <laughs> We're derailing. Well, guys, <laughs> nobody gets the point because this was a tricky question. On the getaway from this crime, he crashes his car so badly that he cannot get out of his car, so he shoots himself. 
Oh. In the foot? And dies? No, he kills himself. <gasps> no! And that I can't know. be a turn in this. No, this drinking. is a turn. Well, he can't get out of the car, so he's oh, like, no. the solution is I die. Yeah. Oh, no. I mean, and like, they say women are bad drivers. No, no. <laughs> but this no, but guy drove so badly no, that no. he had to kill himself. No, no, no. no just no. something wait, to wait, think I don't about. I understand. He couldn't get out, so he just shot himself? Yeah. Oh, no, I'm sad by this. I don't like no, this. No, I mean, it is bad, but you, what did he th- He thought I can't He just never... knew he couldn't get away, so he took himself out. Well, I mean, oh. to be honest, in a way that was, he took a hit for the took team. Him, yeah, he no. took a hit for the team. For the team. No. And his mother raised, I mean, it's bad. But ultimately, no. <laughs> Guys, things are falling apart for Ma Barker. Yes, she's now Holland's lost dead. her son. She's that lost her tragic. eldest son. Was and he then... her favorite? Did she have a favorite? No, that was no, the Freddy. That was, was a baby. baby. Freddy, so she's kind of fine. Yeah. Um, she's lost her son to bad driving. Um, and then, and we don't talk about that enough. And then her husband, George, leaves. Oh. Why do we think he leaves besides her being so plump? He has a number two. <laughs> he has a number what? two. This is a crossover oh with the guilty feminists. You we think he has a number that. two, guys? Yeah. Hannah, George, what, do was, you agree? what was the question? Hannah, George, I said it like it's two people. Hannah, George, Hannah, Barbara, husband leave? Ma's husband. I think that he's just. Uh, possibly just a bit uh, bored. I don't know. I he think, I for think another you know woman. what? I think he left because he was not okay with the way Ma was dealing with the situation and the four boys who were taking over. He thought, this is not for me, and he took off. This is, yeah. this is point, what is... Point yeah. for Cindy. Allegedly, he didn't like Ma's tolerance of the criminal behavior, yeah. and he wanted to set boundaries. What was um, his job again? His job is yeah. to leave his wife. <laughs> Do we not know? No, he did. He did odd jobs. Do you know what? Oh, I just want to say. I just want to say. Such. In a marriage, who here is married? Not me. <laughs> <laughs> Bit of fun, right? Quite apart from that, who here is married? And who actually, who here is married or in a long-term relationship? Don't have time to answer that. So we'll with assume children. it's fifty percent. With, with, with children. No, I just want to say it's a very big thing in a marriage to leave if your partner and you can't agree on how to raise the kids. It's true, but he also described her as having loose morals. I.e. Ma Barker was having some affairs, apparently. Yeah, but or maybe, how... George, you're boring. Yeah, but also after a point in your marriage, you want to bone leaves someone else. He leaves in 1928. <laughs> like Jason Bateman. And we've yes. come full circle. In 1928, he leaves. And at this point, all three of her remaining sons are doing time. So Ma is at her lowest point. Lowest She's... ebb. Lowest ebb. Poor Ma. Low. 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 So low. low. Oh. She's living in abject poverty, and one source said maybe that's why she was dating other men. And at first I laughed at that because it was like, you know what gets me horny? Poverty. Um, but it makes sense because it's practical. It's a necessity. Yeah. Things start to look up for Ma because baby Fred is released from prison and he joins forces with someone he met there named, get ready for this badass name, Alvin Kerpus. Oh. <laughs> The other sons are released and shit gets organized. The Barker Carpus Gang <laughs> is formed in 1931. How lame is that name? <laughs> like, it's not quite as sexy as that we're the Gambino family. It's like, hi, we're the Barker Carpuses. <laughs> we're going to take all your money. <laughs> Just, it sounds like there's going to be Latin in-jokes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. 
It's so Midwestern. But for I the love Barker it. Carpuses. I, I mean, it's very solid. It's solid. <laughs> you know, like we're the Barker Carpuses. We mean business. We're solid. You can trust us for fucking you badly. Oh, really? I, you I would, feel like you they would, would have, have a hardware them. chain. Yeah. Hardware chain. Like a B&Q. It does yes, sound exactly. a little bit B&Q. But at this time, <laughs> slapped her. Yeah, yeah B&Q, baby. <laughs> B, B, B and H. Yeah. Uh, but there were a lot of gangs at this time that had hyphenated, gangs with hyphenated names. And did it get them more respect? No, but Francis White, anything you want to confess? <laughs> These guys were baddest, though. They're rubbing shoulders with the biggest gangs of the time. Guys, no secrets. Sorry, if you have sorry. something you want to share with the class. I just sorry. want you to know, Deborah smells so good. Yeah, um, that's what she was saying. Honestly, she was asking me about my perfume. It smells so and good. And about our so... mutual friend, Bishop Kayali. And I was saying, yeah, she's doing so well. She's now the showrunner from Ms. Yeah, Marvel. Yeah, she wants us to be quiet. But that is not relevant look, to this look, story. No. It's and what the scent she's wearing is Cadbury Brunch Bar. No. <laughs> It's Chanel Chance Eau Fraiche. So they're committing bank robberies galore. Bank robberies were huge at this time because criminals had superior firepower and faster getaway cars, but also there's a deep distrust of banks during the Depression era, so there's a degree of sympathy from the public. You know, the public are not coming forward to help out the police. Can you imagine distrusting the police? (sighs) So... They start committing a more lucrative crime. What is it? What would get you more money than a bank robbery? Guys? Murder. Murder? Ooh, I, like, I like being assassins. Like taking people out. Mm-hmm. What, like as in being a hitman, being paid to do it? I just said all those things. Just because you said it in two words doesn't make you say it different. <laughs> I'm backing my teammate, hi- hitman. Okay, hitman. Uh, do they invest in Bitcoin? <laughs> <laughs> they were the first Bitcoin investors in 1932. Wait, more lucrative than bank robbery? Mm. Bootlegging. No, hitman. <laughs> oh, oh. Okay, oh, you hit, um, you hit man smuggling, first and you bootleg. Smuggling, I'm going to go with smuggling. Ooh, very good guesses, neither correct. The answer is kidnapping. Oh, well, I mean, that's a kind of like hitman. Yeah. <laughs> No, this is the crucial bit, guys, to round this out. Ma Barker is said to be running this gang with an iron fist. She's masterminding every move, and she's ruthless in her practice. In fact, what does biography.com list her job as? Ruthlessness? Uh, Ruthlessness. Gangster. Say that again? Gangster. Gangster, okay. Uh, Mummy. Mummy. (laughs) Is there a difference? It is a job, guys. Kidnapper extraordinaire. Um, extraordinaire. They list her job as murderer. Oh. Hey, Paul, what do you do? (laughs) How many people is Ma Barker estimated to have killed? Seven. Fourteen. Three hundred. Twenty-eight. We're sticking between. I don't think she killed anyone. Yes, thank you. Because she didn't do it herself. Because the lads did it for her. Point HG. Is that right? She is not. There is no proof that she ever killed anyone. What a fucking shit murderer! (laughs) No, but she was accused of it because of on account of being a woman. How come biography.com says she's a murderer if there's no evidence? That's exactly what I want to get to. In one minute, five seconds. <laughs> <laughs> you guys aren't going anywhere, right? <laughs> the train stopped running. It's London. They close at 10. Let's finish this. Um, 
I'm not here trying to wipe Ma's slate clean. Seems like you are. Because that was Ma's job. Am I right? Again, a joke. Um, But there are many theories that Ma Barker's reputation as both a calculating criminal and leader of this gang were completely overblown. In fact, in his memoirs, Alvin Karpis wrote, she was somebody we looked after. A little patronizing there, but... We looked after and took with us when we moved city to city, hideout to hideout. It's no insult to Ma's memory that she just didn't have the know-how to direct us on a robbery. It would not have occurred to her to get involved in our business, and we always made a point of only discussing our scores when Ma wasn't around. We'd leave her at home, and when we were arranging a job, we'd send her to a movie. Ma saw a lot of movies. <laughs> I'm a big fan of movies for my <laughs> Carpus continued, she knew we were criminals, but her participation in our careers was limited to one function. When we traveled together, we moved as mother and sons. What could look more innocent? So guys, one of your final questions. There are a couple things which fueled this reputation, this public opinion of Ma Barker. What are the two things? That people thought she was loose, that her husband had left, so she had that reputation. Okay. Infidelity, um, plain interview. That yeah. she gave right. interviews to the press. Okay. And she bigged herself up in those stories because she wanted to be a part of it and central and turned out she wasn't, but the history relates. Okay. Was she wearing like a T-shirt that just said hashtag murderess? Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I kind of wear that. I don't know. Anyway. Hannah, that's absolutely correct. <laughs> I thought as much. But it was hashtag. <laughs> That was a slip of the... Well, because of the drunkenness. I love it when we do callbacks to things that we were going to cut out. We can't now. So. Yeah. It's just a little way to fuck with the editing. <laughs> Call back. I'm going to give a point to you guys because, yes, it did involve the press. Um, she did not give interviews, but this was the heyday of sensational news. Bonnie and Clyde had just been assassinated. This is the time where uh, American media became... <laughs> They both reached for the rum. They both, well, they both reached for the gun. Around they this both, time. They both, 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 they gun. Chicago. That's the time of Chicago. It is indeed. Understandable. Understandable. Yep, just sure, but they want to hear the whole song. Oh, my God, I just realized that they're yeah, adding that time to the clock. This we're is... overrunning. Oh, over... we're overrunning. That's why it's red. It, that's why it's red. Okay. <laughs> Give them the old razzle-dazzle, razzle-dazzle. I mean, she doesn't seem fucked with it. Like, she's like... Uh, next Sunday at noon, I'm doing the A Musical podcast right here, so I just think you should nice. be here for it. <laughs> What's the second thing? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lead you right into it. Do you know who the director of the FBI is at this time? Of course. Oh. oh. Get there, Katie. Get there, Katie. Come I, on, chase it. I can't do his name, but it's that guy that's famous Hoover. for that thing. No, it's, well, it's before Hoover. It's Morrison M- Moradick. Is McCarthy. it Car- <laughs> before no, McCarthy? That's all before. This, yeah, is, this yeah, is the 20s. This is, this is the 20s. This is when Chicago is the razzle dazzle. McCarthy's the 50s. Morris Mc... Morris... Morris Dick, yeah. Is it Jason Bateman? It's a... <laughs> it's that it's guy. way before any of those guys. What? What's? What's his name? 
I love. I said it's that guy, and Taylor nodded at me. I'm like, looking in Katie's eyes, and I know she knows who that guy is, but she just can't remember. So, it's J. Edgar Hoover. Oh, it is Hoover. She Wait, was right. I said Hoover. She, Hoover. she was right. She was right. I she said was right. Hoover. And she was you right. got she a was point. Right. She was right. She was right. Thank I'm so you. sorry. I said it was before then. I know. It was. I fully guys. apologize for How that. How long okay. was J. Edgar Hoover director of the FBI? Loads. Wait, say that again. No, wait. What was the question? Come on, guys, jump in. Director, loads. Loads, director. Is it three minutes 38, which is how long we're overrunning? Does anyone need a piss? That is (laughs) correct. He was, like, for 15 years or something, wasn't he? 50 years. 50 years, that's what I said. Yeah. Exactly what I said. I couldn't have been more accurate. 50 years. (laughs) 50 years. I said 50 years. I couldn't have been more accurate. I said He was there from the 20s till his death. 20s till his death. In 19... His death in 1972. 72. I said it. That's what I said. I was so clear I about that. I said Hoover. She I said, said 50. 50 I said 72. Hoover, I don't know 50. why we're not winning 50. this. So many points we should get I mean, for that. Honestly, it's so it because, I mean, are you not giving it to us? Because, you, you, you know, totally get a hello. point. If you don't give it to Cindy, you're racist. Exactly. <laughs> She's... She's made That's that just clear. the bottom line. She's made that so clear. Can you tell them to make it not red? Because I'm having a panic attack. Just, <laughs> no, no, dude, it's so red. <laughs> it's red. Now it's gone. Now it's gone. It's gone. It's gone. Time no longer I exists. I can't. That's gone. Done away with the concept of time. No. I can't break rules. I'm not allowed to break rules. Okay, almost 50 years. Oh, thanks. 72 oh, wow. is when nice. he stopped. Yes. Now we know. Oh, Deborah, that's so nice. Do you feel the tension? Um, I really for the listeners, oh, Deborah yeah. is now massaging Not all bribes are money. Hey, Deborah, Sindhu and me are going to find Jason Bateman in a couple weeks. Do you want to? No, I'm the one who finds him hot, not her. Yeah, but she could give massages. <laughs> Just could be part of it. Okay. Um... Oh, I wish I had my phone. I oh, anyway. Jerry Edgar Hoover was, of course, found... Oh, I'm just so relaxed. <laughs> he was found to have overstepped his bounds, to say the least. He used illegal wiretapping. He did political profiling, McCarthyism. Illegal uh, wiretapping is illegal, yes. <laughs> um, sure, sure. So, it is possible that he nudged the press himself about Ma's reputation... So my final question is this. Well, no, I probably have another one. Whoa. Oh, you're like one of those chairs. You know when you like, have you ever treated yourself to a manicure and you're in one of those massage chairs, but it's basically assaulting you, but you feel like, you feel like there's something wrong with you. And also like for me, there's like middle-class guilt. So you're just like, well, I'm gonna let this chair beat the shit out of me while they badly apply nail varnish and you just let it happen. Also, I've just spotted my friend from school filming the whole thing. You were not loose enough. That's got me online. (laughs) Did you film that? You were not. Send it to my mom because she doesn't think I have a real job. (laughs) (laughs) Guys. You were a lot looser now than when I came on you. I feel (laughs) I mean, when I came towards you, not... I don't know the order of words right now. Fucking hell. I have a voiceover tomorrow morning. It's not going to go well. Okay. How do things end for Ma? Bearing in mind all the things I just said. Oh, J. Edgar Hoover's after her. He's got propaganda in the press. This is correct. Oh, so does she die? She ends up in jail. Okay. 
Very and good guess. she gets out and she gets unwell, like old age and unwell and all that shit that's going to happen to all of us. And, wait, uh, though, wait. She dies that way. I she, hope so. I hope she dies of old age. I, hope I don't know if she bad. dies in jail, but maybe she also dies in jail. Basically Hang cover on. all the fucking bases so they lose. Oh, yeah. Isn't there a song about her that you guys were singing? Wait, so she must have a happy ending if someone wrote, if there's a song. No, I but think they also wrote about Rara Rasputin and he definitely doesn't have a happy ending. <laughs> He's found in seven different places, isn't what? he? No, I lived, don't know he lived that. his best life before he was killed. Yeah, but didn't he end in seven places? Didn't they find his body in seven places or something? Wasn't he? Oh, no, he was hung and then he was no, like shot. And... Like, no one could kill him. Okay. Yeah. Do you know I what? Like I don't was... know that song, but I kind of, the one that came into my head was Ra Ra Rasputin, Ra Rasputin. I don't think it's, it's that not, one. It's not no, that it's one. a different okay. one. It's Ra Ra Rasputin. Ba, da, 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 Do you know, just because the clock's gone doesn't Katie. mean it's not. Yeah, we yeah. gotta finish. Sorry. Katie, <laughs> just because we're having a good time doesn't mean you are. Uh, Katie, I love that you think that if a song gets written about you, then it, it was all good. No, it's not Then you have a happy ending. Because my the, favorite song is called Hitler. What they, happened to... The fact that they still were singing the song, right? Like, it was a nice song. Hitler, made me think, maybe, maybe that's how they sell right, Domio's sauce or something. What it's happened like a, to her? It's like a happy song. Like, it could be an advert. It could be, like... <laughs> oh, no, wait. It's like Boney M. Okay, I wasn't listening at the beginning. Ma <laughs> was killed in an FBI raid. Oh! Yes. Along with baby Freddie. No! He was a murderer! Look no. what I did! No. I said he baby! Baby! If your name is baby, it's still sad! I know. So they were hiding out in Florida, and it goes down in history as one of the, one of the longest FBI shootouts in history. What, more than Bonnie Bastards. and Clyde. So how long was the shootout? Yes. Twelve hours. Whoa. No, <laughs> six hours. Two hours. Two hours six, forty-two minutes. Six, two hours. Two hours forty-two minutes. Six. Six guys. hours thirty-nine minutes. <laughs> it's somewhere between two hours forty-two minutes and six hours thirty-nine minutes. If it is twelve hours, then that was a first accurate answer. Yeah. But I, we're going between two and six hours, and I think it's two hours forty-two. I think it's. Six hours thirty nine. Going with two hours forty two. Hey, Six two hours, hours thirty nine. I think it's the amount of time we're running. I can running, see. So it's I can see a King's Place <laughs> official member of staff talking to Tom Solinsky, our producer. Oh, yeah, we need Let's to wrap go. this up. Okay. And I feel answer. like you are officially goes... the closest for the final point. It's DFWSV for the win. Oh. I'm afraid. What was it? How Sorry, was silent it? detectives. How long was the shootout? Four it? hours long. <laughs> Hello. Final fucked up fun fact. J. Edgar Hoover got so obsessed with this case, and this is why people think that when they killed her, that he probably phoned up the press and said, you know, make her a monster. Tell everybody that she was the mastermind behind this. Sorry? Did he have a crush on her? Could be. It could be a Bateman situation. (laughs) No, because when I was little, there was a boy who had a crush on me who always pushed me over in the playground. True. I don't think we're meant to say that to girls because it makes them associate. <laughs> so J. Edgar Hoover. <laughs> J. Edgar Hoover got so obsessed with this case. The other members of the family were killed. When Carpus finally gets arrested, he shows up and handcuffs him himself. Ew, wow. oh. That is fucked up. That's like the queen hand-delivering mail just because it's the royal mail. <laughs> That's crazy. That's a mess. 
This is the end of the case, so I'd like to raise a glass to Ma Barker. Whether she was a mastermind criminal or just complicit, she her. was always a mother. Yeah. yeah. To women in crime. To women in crime. Um, well, this has been absolutely incredible. What an amazing three days and six shows that we have uh, managed to pull off. So, uh, firstly, can I say, does anyone have anything to plug? Well, just our podcast, I guess, Drunk Women, Solving Crime. It's basically this. Oh, and my book, if I can. Go on. Yeah, go on. I, my new book out for 10 to 14-year-olds, middle grade, is called The Weird Friends Fan Club. Check it out. <laughs> Cindy, uh, I'm going on tour starting the 5th of September. Um, thank you. I'm sold out in London, but if you know people who are like in lots of small, small places that I haven't really heard of, <laughs> but are all over the UK then please tell them. Check and out Cindy's website. Yes, that's the thing. Please check out my website, sinduvi.com, <laughs> and send someone to my tour dates or come. I'd like to plug just going for a piss. I'm so that desperate. Would be good. And can I just say, can I just, can I just have a huge cheer for Tom Selinski, who's produced Woo! all of yeah! this? Is, is, is Chris uh, or Grunty do it currently recording this? Chris? Who knows by now, but we think Chris is... Chris may have gone home, but he is meant to be recording this. Chris, big round of applause for Chris. Um, and uh, a big round of applause for King's and Place. And big up um, Amanda Redman, who is our producer, who's mm-hmm. fucking rad. Yes. Yeah. Drinks, Charlie. And for King's Place, they've had six of our podcasts this weekend. And next weekend, they start their own podcast festival, which we are in, but we're sold out. Thank you. Big round of applause for Hannah, Katie, Taylor, Sindhu. I've been Deborah Francis White. You've been fantastic. Good night. You have been listening to Drunk Guilty Feminist Solving Crime with Taylor Glenn, Hannah George, Katie Wilkins, me, Deborah Francis-White, and our special guest, Sindhu V. The recording engineer was Chris Sharp. The producers were Tom Selinsky for The Spontaneity Shop and Amanda Redmond. Music was by Mark Hodge and Thomas George. Thanks to Corinne at Princess Prosecco, Zoe and Sally, and everyone at King's Place, as well as all of you for listening. For more information about Drunk Women Solving Crime, go to drunkwomensolvingcrime.com. And for more information about The Guilty Feminist and our crossover podcast season, go to guiltyfeminist.com. Also, I'd like to take this opportunity to apologize for interrupting Sindhu and Katie, because you guys both had a I'm a feminist butt, and then I cut right across them. And let's face it, my little anecdote wasn't that great. Um, so this might be a selfishly motivated apology. But I do believe in saying sorry when I cut across somebody, because female workplace. So... <laughs> I feel a little bit better. Let's swap. So nice to see you not being a man.